Kerry, thank you for having me. Oh, welcome. W- where are we? In Beverly Hills or West Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely don't live in Beverly Hills. Oh, no, man. Oh, no. It's, Although it's, it's really close. The Beverly Center is that's what, right there. That's what made me think. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting area that I... That, I mean, it's not really... Didn't really call to me this area, but kind of fell into my brothers in my lap. Beautiful. He moved over. I had a friend text me saying, I need two housemates. Do you know anyone? And oh, man. Like, but it's, it's, it's a gorgeous place. Lush beautiful plants, space. Yeah. Trees. As you said, when you walked in, there's a lot of air. Mm. There really is. It mm. feels good here. Mm. You know, it's really homey. Mm. Although the guy that moved out, that lived here before us and he just moved out, um, or I should say he moved out a while ago, but he just grabbed his stuff. He had it so beautifully decorated. Really? Oh, it was bookshelves with all these, you know, really trendy books. That <laughs> yeah. like, people would walk in and there was like paintings and books. And I was like, yeah, it's almost. Now nice. it's a, now it's and a, now they were, it's, now there's an empty TV box and, <laughs> and two TVs. <laughs> Well, the character's been ripped. And a lot of plastic, so it looks like a, a murder site. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah, you're covering And a home theatre. <laughs> so I wanted to chat with us. I wanted to have this conversation mainly because, I mean, I love... Anytime we have a, we have a chat, we just... It's really enjoyable, nourishing, mm. deep yeah. conversation. But it's fun and playful. And I think it's an area what is in, that is important for... I think w- w- last time we chatted, we were thinking about men talking about feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And that's something that you obviously do and you're encouraging at the moment a lot. You feel... Massively. Why is that? What? Um, I mean, I just think the whole the whole stigma of men being able to say certain things and not say other things, being able to say... Being, you know, not being, not feeling comfortable to say that other men are attractive, not being comfortable to say that they're feeling down, that they're feeling happy, that they're sad, crying, everything. There's such a huge spectrum that I think men, you know, in certain social circles or the way that they have been brought up, that they're not allowed to address. And I just think that that's such a shame to not be able to hone into certain emotions you know it's so fun and liberating and amazing to feel everything Mm. you know to feel joy and to feel complete sadness and I'm not saying everyone's a crier you know I know people who are just as emotional as me and we'll sit and watch a movie and I'll be a wreck (laughs) and they're fine but they feel it the same way but they just don't outwardly show it yeah but it's the whole idea of not even being able to feel it that i think people men they shun that Mm. you know what i mean yeah that like it's you know it's a it's a you know it's considered unmanly Mm. you know what i mean which is or in the worst cases people say it's considered feminine and, and to be considered feminine is only the is brilliant. Yeah, you know, yeah. every man should have his feminine. Yeah. Every man. Every woman has their masculine. You know what I mean? It mm. should be celebrated that side. And with women, I find that they can be, well, more so now and now. Obviously, they've been suppressed for, you know, to a point for a very long time. But I think um, it's, it's incredible and it's beautiful to see a powerful woman and to, to see a woman be you know, mm. all empowering. Um, and that's what we see in mothers and, and, mm. and all that sort of stuff. 
But with men, it's still considered for a lot of guys um, quite embarrassing to be feminine, mm. you know? And I think that's, it's, it's sad. It is. You know, I really do. Because I think it leads to a lot of the harm that goes on in the world, the men's lack of ability to explore more of what they are. Mm-hmm. And it creates suppression and creates like a unhealthy pattern reoccurrence in their mind where they're non-accepting and therefore non-accepting of others, that characteristic. And so it creates this dissonance. Totally. And which, which outwardly is greed is war is is a lot of things that Mm -hmm. the men are unintelligently doing yeah which is it's it's divisive but it's disharmonious with themselves and each other so obviously that's printing out and women are way more capable and it's more encouraged i guess culturally between women to talk or because it's more natural for them because it is the feminine energy maybe it is well i mean i think you know i think it is and i think there's probably evidence to and i'm not going to start talking about scientific evidence and stuff because i don't know but i'm sure there is you know evidence to suggest that they are more Mm. you know open to to talking and and Mm. that sort of nurturing Mm. nature that Mm. you that is synonymous in women um and it's not in men and i I, yeah i i'm it's not like I'm, i'm saying i'm out here trying to change things you know i'm not like standing up and fighting the fight for men you know what i mean i think we've men have got it pretty good yeah yeah (laughs) but i definitely think it uh yeah i I do i i I always find it really interesting because i grew up in a family that not only was my mum such an incredible woman and so powerful and so nurturing and i never heard her ask for anything for herself ever in my life and same goes for my sister lara two of the best people I've met in my life Hmm. you know hands down but I grew up with a a dad who was so beautiful and emotional and or is so beautiful and emotional and caring and he would always cry if he felt like he had to he would laugh louder than anyone he just his emotions he would let them go he got angry and mad and was you know more of the sort of the that generation than I am where he was you know if someone pissed him off he'd fight like he was in that generation and mm. you know he was a he's a scary man at times you know <laughs> never with him and I like we'd, we'd never go at it to that degree although we, we did used to go at it a lot but he was emotional and he was always the first to hug someone and give him a kiss on the cheek and mm. I grew up with you know with men in my life hugging them and kissing them and you know like it would not be uncommon for you know a couple of my friends to give me a kiss when they see me Mm. you know Mm. and some of them give me a kiss on the lips and it's just sometimes we make out for minutes and it's just a hello go for it (laughs) (laughs) i fucked a few of them (laughs) (laughs) great to see you haven't seen you in two days let's go to the bedroom i I missed you (laughs) take your pants off <laughs> but I like I like that freedom in that because it's just it's, it's just so it, it's so normal and it's not it's fine it's mm-hmm. I don't and I was, I've met so many guys like one of my one of my best mates Tommy Tommy Hart he um like him and I will will give each other a little and you know Sunny Sunny yep. Hart no oh really okay great thought <laughs> <laughs> so we're connecting on that one um, <laughs> prequel yeah great. Uh, <laughs> 
No, no, I don't. No, I have no idea who he is. Okay. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, go on. You to, like Tommy and I will we'll kiss on the lips when we say hello, and it's not a, it's it's nothing. It's fine. And I've there's been people who have like oh, you know, especially that's Australian culture. A lot of times there's that sort of um, very blasé. Um, yeah, you're the homo- most homophobia and like yeah. racism that a lot of the times, especially in the circles that I grew up, they it wasn't ever intended with malice, but it's still homophobic and racist. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. So there'd be a lot of people like, oh, you know, fucking poof, like mm. and stuff like mm. that. And mm. it's just like I just always found it so sad that that was where you went to. You know that that you immediately saw me and my friend, my best friend hugging and you know maybe we give each other a kiss on the cheek or you know and it's like always a bit of a playful one thing, thing leads to another you know one thing leads to another and i've got my hands down his pants and they're like you're a poof i'm like why why <laughs> in what way do i am i attracted to men you know <laughs> i have no evidence other than my thumb being up his bum my thumbs up his ass i can't talk it sticks in my mouth i <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's that thing is like I remember being at Carnival in Rio about four years ago, and I was kissing like it's just a crazy fun party. Obviously, oh, man, I've, I've 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 been there, I've done it. It's amazing. The best. So one scenario where I was kissing one girl, and then another girl came in, and two kissing at the same time, all pecked on the same lips, and then all of a sudden I feel this third tongue come to the tongue party. <laughs> Like that's, and that's, the, that's a guy yeah, and it was and it was yeah. a guy yeah. and I was like that tongue is working better than those two women tongue so I just went at it with the, he was this tall dark handsome beautiful Brazilian man and we just just kept making out because he worked his tongue so much better than they did this is big soft slug <laughs> It was just a, a fantastic a soft slug. Yeah, but he, oh, he worked it like a snake. He worked it real good. And it's it's but it's like that that story to me is is so funny and so fun. And I know, I mean, I've I've had moments like that. My you know, my brother has, my friends have. Like it's mm. it's just it's funny and it's free and it's liberating. Like I'm not a homosexual I'm not mm. bisexual I'm not attracted to men in that way mm. I and there's a you know, oh well, wait a minute I thought you were, you <laughs> pulled me down this rabbit hole and I got these confessions I'm bringing out. you down and, like, he's, and then you pull out like, oh my god he's just about to come out he's just <laughs> about to come out um, as I told you I think we, we spoke about it at Barney's my, my favourite podcast in the world is Dak Shepherd, yep. the actor yep. and he pretty much and my brother and I both love him and the way he is and he's both He's very similar to us in the sense that he's super emotional. Um, and he described it the best in saying that he is right up to the point of being in love with a guy or, or being so attracted to me- or being so attracted to a man before you want to suck his dick. That's and I'm the same as that. Yeah. Like I can I, I think Brad Pitt's the best looking person that's ever lived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't go down on him. But I, I just, I don't want to fuck him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want yeah, to, yeah. but I, I know that he is. Mm. It's fucking obvious. Look mm. at the guy. <laughs> yeah. It's a ama- You know, you can see guys down the street. Like, he's a real good looking guy. Yeah. And it's so frustrating to me when guys like, what are you, 
I'm not even looking at him. It's yeah. like, you know he's hot. Mm. You know it. Mm. Mm. It's fucking obvious. Mm. Yeah, just say it, man. Just say just it. Just tell me you, want, <laughs> like, you think he's hot, you know? <laughs> it's funny because it's like, I, ha- I have explored the boundaries of wondering if I was gay. Me too, but, of course. But, but, but I mean, so many people tell you, you've got to go look at her. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the only way to figure out. It's like, oh, no, this isn't for me. Am See I you later. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just, it's, I feel like then I had conviction in my choice of like, no, I know this isn't for me. But having said that, it's in the sense that like it would take, probably the, the person that I felt most like I could be with was Frank Ocean. Oh, really? I'm in Shoreditch House in London. Mm-hmm. And we had this moment, beautiful, deep conversation, and then the eye gaze, and then I just felt like kissing him, like, but in a, in a way that I love you. <laughs> and that was probably the only time, because of the energy of he, that he emits, like, yeah. it's, it's more than just well, this he's got, he's got power, you know what I mean? I, I same Emotional thing, power. Well, yeah, the same thing. I, and actually, I didn't even speak to him. Um, Chris Pine. <laughs> this conversation would go down this road. I know. I thought we were going to get all deep with emotion. We are talking about like <laughs> our, our moments where we, <laughs> we just end up kissing. <laughs> Being more manly. You can't, you can't just gay. You're like, before you know, you're just sitting there. I'm like, oh God, where did you get there? Um, Sorry, I was at a Cigarettes concert. Yeah. And um, Chris Pine, you know, beautiful Chris Pine. Yeah. He's in Star Trek. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. He, there was this really noisy bitch like two rows back or something and it's cigarettes you want to be in it and emotional and like connected she was like screaming and clapping they were saying playing like the saddest songs and she was like everyone's like shut the fuck up you know so he i was with this girl at the time we were sitting there and there was a couple of seats free next to us and we were in the front row and this i got this tap on the shoulder and i kind of looked back and i was like and he was like, excuse me, do you mind if we sit there? Yeah. This girl's so loud. And I was like, of course, sit down. And I was like, oh, it's Chris Pine. And he sat next to me and we watched this show and like both of us would kind of look over at each other every once in a while, just like in a mutual appreciation of the, the music and the show. And like Sigaros to me, are one of the, they, they write the most beautiful music on the planet, you know? And when I see them live, they do something to me and it's, you know, I get really emotional and stuff. And I, I looked at him at the end of the gig and we both kind of had this little moment of like, wow. And I just wanted to hold him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wanted yeah. to grab him and just yeah. like, just be like. It's just connection, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was all just it's really I, good. I was kind of, and that's, that's the thing. There are my two, two of my most beautiful friends over here, Rihanna and Morgan. Um, I met them at the cafe in studio city they walked in like both stunning i secretly when they walked in i was secretly like i hope they're not a couple because i love both these girls and i would date either of them (laughs) and i saw them holding hands i was like fuck but we can like immediate connection the most beautiful connection like they are incredible Mm. open Mm. come to my world type Mm. people and I met them and we obviously got along so well and they kept coming back in. And then the relationship went from them coming to see me at work to us hanging out outside of work. And now we speak, you know, we will text each other every day and I see them all the time. Um, but I was at um, Rihanna and Morgan's house one time and, and they, I asked them how they'd got together. And both of them had never been with guys before. I believe both of them. I know Rihanna hadn't. I don't think Morgan had either, but they both said that they were friends and they, you know, obviously had this crazy connection and then they started, they were together. 
And both of them said to me that if they were to... Bra- and they're now engaged and they're fucking perfect for each other. <laughs> but they, both of them had said, said to me that if they were to break up with each other, they would never be with another girl. They would... That, that it, their being gay was for, them one for each other. Right. And I just was like, if that is not a fucking poster for love is love and it's just attraction to another human you know they just Mm. fell in love she Mm. just there was nothing like you know and all that's so they just fell in love yeah they just fell in love with another person and now they're so in love with another person Mm. and i just was like oh it's so beautiful to hear isn't it you know it's really refreshing because yeah. it, 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 to me, there's zero boundaries holding them back from just following their heart. Well, exactly. And that's, that, I mean, what an amazing place to start a relationship because it's, it's a complete freedom. Mm-hmm. It's just like the only thing we've got here is love. I don't know about being gay or the prejudice about being gay. I just, I, just, I love you. So mm-hmm. let's wow. be together. Wow. You know? And you can tell, and they're just so in love, and it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah, every time I see them, I'm like, I'm so alone. (laughs) (laughs) So what's what's been... (laughs) We are very alone. Also, that means that we should fall in love and have a moment of connection. I just like like how the the boundaryless curiosity and the um, openness, and I think that's where you can find... I don't know who said it. I think it was actually Brad Pitt. It was on Niche, this Instagram <laughs> follow thing, that he said this really cool thing, something along the lines of how can one ever know what is right for them unless they just go up oh, the yes. line and step I over it. I saw that. I yeah. saw that. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's because there's no, there's no, you can't have conviction unless you actually know. And it's not to say go around, I need to go fucking put a gun in someone's face yeah. so I know what it is. I don't want to shoot someone, I need to no. suck a dick, I need to <laughs> fucking do this and that. It's like, no. Because, yeah. you know. There's morals and stuff that come well, yeah, in. Yeah, and we, uh, we just genuinely don't have those kind of desires unless you've got some pretty fucking heavy mm, conditioning. Totally. But um, it, that, I really found that inspiring because that, that has been my conviction since, you know, kind of when I left this church that I grew up in is just I, I'm not going to know what it's... I'm not going to truly know what objectively the nature of existence mm-hmm. unless I come away and have an objective experience as much as I can of it. Mm-hmm. And what that was re- the that church? Re- that requires getting burnt, burning oh, your fingers. Absolutely. But that's life. Yeah. It's the best. I've never learnt so much as I have when I am... Burning. <laughs> like burning hard, down. <laughs> yeah. Heartbroken. Isn't that... It, depressed, anxious. They're the, they're the times when you, you res- learn. If, if, you, if you let yourself learn, I feel like... There's a lot of there's a lot of real. Like, I guess it's 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 so clouded by the the Instagram world and the and the um mm. and the social world right now. There's a lot of people like yourself who are very very, and we both know Laura Paul. Like she's incredible, mm. you know, super inspiring. Um, there's a lot of people like you guys that are very very heavily into meditation and spirituality and and searching and you know all these incredible things that i find really inspiring but it's also very trendy to feel to to outwardly say that now Mm. is it yeah well i think so i mean i see so many people i see that are like i you know 
It's trendy to say that you meditate. It's trendy mm. to say that you're spiritually awakened, that you're searching for something, that you are mm. anti, you know, uh, Instagram and anti all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, so it's hard to wade through the real people and the bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm. I feel like a lot of these people who are so outwardly pushing that they are spiritually awakened and that they meditate every day and that they are at peace with themselves, I find to be quite the opposite. Mm. When they're fake, when they're fake, and I'm, this is, mm. I've met the real people, like, like I said, like you, like Laura, mm. there's a lot of great people out there doing really cool things. But, but it, yeah, just that bullshit of, they're the ones that I find are so, it's, it's basically, it's turned into a religion for them. Yes. That they're searching. Because, I mean, I, I, I'm quite anti-religion. I don't mm. believe in God. I, I, I hate the whole culture of Hillsong and, you know, th- that Jesus is love and stuff. Like, I've got a lot of issues with that. Mm. Each to their own if they're not hurting anyone. Mm. People aren't hurting anyone and they're accepting everyone. You worship whoever you want. Mm. Love whoever you want. Like, if you're saying that women are equal and men, are allowed, men and women are allowed to marry men and women and rights, you know like racial rights everything's equal like i'm good with you Mm. you're great Mm. worship god whatever you want but if it ever comes down to you being prejudiced against someone or then i fucking don't have any time for you so you know is that what your gripe is with religion is you feel like they're prejudiced or think they're better than or what's what's uh there's there's a few things i also i i it's it's it goes back to my point of not that I really ended up making a point, but <laughs> it goes back to my point of, of that I don't suck dick. <laughs> of being gay. I'm gay. No. It goes back to my point of essentially those people who I find fake, who are cert- who is like so outwardly yeah. pushing that I'm spiritually awakened, they're the ones that I find are the least. And they're the ones that I find that are at such battle with themselves. Mm. Um, and I find religion to be an, a cop out. It's, it's, I find it to be a cop out in the sense that you're not taking responsibility for your own actions. You're passing the buck to God almighty, you know, and this is just my opinion. And I, I would hate for anyone to be offended to the point of like hurt, you know, by what I'm saying. But, but a mild offence. But it never did anyone any harm. Well, exactly. <laughs> At the same token, I don't give a fuck if I offend you about religion. Because <laughs> you've got to be offended sometimes. Yeah, like, you know. Yeah, you're just uh, sharing your experience of reality. Well, exactly. And yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, I don't like the whole... There's a lot of religions out there at the moment um, without naming any names because um, I know a lot of people... Catholic. Catholic Catholicism. <laughs> Catholicism. <laughs> Christianity. <laughs> No, but like, you know, like the young, like hipster religions, like Justin Bell, I'll, I'll fucking call him out. Yeah. Like, fuck that guy. His religion. Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like all those, like, I think it all branched from Hillsong. Yeah. Um, the whole thing, you know, it's like people that look like you and me and there's not priests, there's like pastors and stuff. And I, I do appreciate that they're bringing Catholicism and Christianity into like the new age, but it's like, 
Of course people are going to flock to you. You walk in there, it's like a fucking rock concert. The lights go down, people are like singing and the music's loud and everyone's like (laughs) praise and, you know, you feel connected. You feel a part of a group. Mm. And I love the fact that people feel a part of a group and that they're in, that that's what they're doing. I love that people are coming together, that they're, you know, that it's, it's positive and that people leave happy i love that Mm. but i don't like that it's in the name of christianity as the way that christianity is written because i don't agree with christianity Mm. i don't agree that god is love Uh, you know if you're going to take the bible as it is there's shitloads of stuff that he's an evil man Christianity, more people have been killed in the name of Catholicism and Christianity than any other religion. Women were second-class citizens, gay people, black people, you know, and I just, like, I just don't conform to that God is love because that's what I'm seeing the most now in all these, like, hillsong religions. God is love. I'm like, Noah's Ark, he killed everyone. He's not that great. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? These, are, these are just thoughts, but we, and we talked about this that other night. But would I, I feel like what you're referring to is man's interpretation of of these things, uh, in the extent that they're, they're, it's dogma, it's a rigid idea of what yes. the nature of existence is. Yes, and so the, the thing that you're disgruntled about is um, man's rigid attachment to. An ideology of sort, or um, exactly because I think it, it 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 you know interrupts your direct connection, direct with- connection, and your ability to grow in other aspects. You know what I mean? If you're so hell bent on God is the savior, you know, if I get if I was sick and I'm well, it's because of God. If I was poor and now I'm rich, it's because of God. If I'm rich now I'm poor, it's God's will. All this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think personally it stops you from looking inward because it's all outward. Yes. If it's all God's divine doing, it stops you from looking right here mm. and going, what am I doing? What, what's, what, what energy am I, am I putting out? How am I as a person that's mm. affecting my life in a good way or a bad way? Mm-mm. You know what I mean? If you're passing everything off to divine you know, intervention, then you're never going to look inside and say... Never I, I did this and for the better too I hear so many people who are who are so successful and well off and they said it's all because of God and I'm like give it's not not him mm. give yourself some credit you did this mm. you know what I mean you you did this you fought for this you it was all you yeah it's denouncing responsibility I think that's yes. the key thing and it, it feels insincere or incomplete insincere in the sense that it's it, it's not self it's not it may not very well be self-established or a direct direct experience of what mm-hmm. you've come to on your own and incomplete in the sense that that you like you say you've just refined to a particular bandwidth of the nature of things that's, that's quite mistaken in a lot of ways or it's been passed down and and it can get warped and stuff but it's it's a bandwidth yes so so people when I engage with someone of religion it's very easy to be put. In, to be disagreed with i if you don't conform to their way of seeing things there's no room for nego- talking or discussing or finding a common ground exactly so there's a rigid attachment to whereas if you and i talk there is it's boundless yes. possibilities yeah. there is no 
there, there's no right or wrong mm. because there's just kind of what we're going through and what we're dealing with. So there's no, there's no pinpointed, mm. you know, yeah. you always kind of come back. And I also don't like that the, that people pick and choose the parts of religion that they will follow and they won't. That's mm. just another little gripe of mine without harping on it. It's, you know, like, let's like, and we won't even get into it, but <laughs> the whole scientific side, I, uh, to me, it's just like, he didn't, it's all wrong. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. all wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Scientifically. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just don't like that people will say, oh, the Bible is gospel. It's word for word. And then some people say, well, you know, it's, this is, this is important and this is not important. Mm-hmm. You know, sex before marriage is oh, it's in the stone ages, but gay people can't get married. You know, yeah. all that sort of stuff. I'm like, well, we, you either believe it or you don't. Yeah. Don't, don't pick and choose what you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a rule. It's a denouncing responsibility, not listen to your own code of, of what's right and what's wrong. Yes. Not exercising your own internal navigation system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all the things it was for me personally, my direct experience of being in it. But I think that we also agree because when chatted about this, like, for example, the idea of God being this supreme intelligence of everythingness, i.e. the collective intelligence, or the over, you know, the, the being of earth, let's just say, or let's just say the sun. Yeah. The sun's probably the most closest thing to what God could be. I, I agree. <laughs> this is this life giving energy that, that fucking created or pulled earth into orbit, then created a harmonious environment where life could spawn. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's a fucking. I agree. I'd probably, I'd worship the sun a lot more if that was our God. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would. Yeah. I think I would. I wouldn't, you know, burn virgins or anything you know like any of that shit yeah, yeah. but yeah i think I'd, i think i'd pay a lot more homage to uh mm. to the sun if that was our <laughs> almighty i think that's when you got boundless potential in your thinking to, on the journey of d- discovering nature of things or figuring mm-hmm. out what the fuck is going on in existence yes uh, when you got boundless you can actually draw things start making sense and the science falls in line with the spirit and and shit just adds up, you know, mm-hmm. like, and I think for me, the, the, the direct experiences with this supreme intelligence of existence, this kind of quiet all knowingness that's, that's orchestrating the fucking trees and the sunlight and the air and the mm-hmm. atoms and our bodies. Yeah. That whole fucking collective supreme intelligence. That's, that's the all, the all of it. If, mm-hmm. if we're one little organism, you're another organism, then we're a bunch of organisms. It's the fucking whole organism. Yes. That fucking intelligent network, we're not even... That, that, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever that fucking thing is. <laughs> whatever the fuck that thing is. You worship that guy. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> or girl. girl that that's girl. another thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's talk about the biggest fucking thing. God's a man. Yeah. Fuck. What do you mean he's a man? We can't do, we can't give birth. We can't yeah. procreate. That's your fir- that should be a first red flag. Yeah. <laughs> he's, that he's a man. Yeah. Like yeah. Come on. Fuck. Really? Yeah. You know. He's a, he's a guy. No, he's not. Wonder what God's dick's like. Yeah, that's what I was, that's funny. I was going to that as well. But, the, but I literally just thought about him in his robe and was like, I wonder if God's got a dick. And if he does, like, it must be perfect. Yeah. We, well, he, he could make his own, you know, yeah. change it. Now we're going down a rabbit hole of imagination. I know, fuck. Um, 
what's what's your what's what's manhood mean to you what's your own journey of manhood coming of age moments in your life um can you share a bit of that um to be a man is it's 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 been it's obviously uh it changes throughout your life you know from a boy to a an adult i won't say a man from a boy to an adult mm. um and there is obviously that that stigma that a man to be a man is to be the quintessential man to be strong and you know the bread earner and 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 the protector and all that sort of thing and i think that does have its place because i think you and i both said we you know we we read a lot of jordan peterson's work and i agree with the fact that men and women are very different very different and i think that we should be celebrated in those differences and there is a simple truth that men are physically stronger than women physically that's all i say physically and there is a sense of you know that comes with responsibility you know i mean just like women can give birth that comes with the responsibility women are you know are a certain way and men are a certain way in their absolute most general senses and obviously there's a lot of crossing of paths and all that sort of stuff and men and women are very similar in a lot of things but to be a man I think is is quite different now than it used to be like in our father's time Mm. Um, and to be to me to be honest the fact of being a man is more is less about the question is, what does it mean to be a man? It's more to me about what does it mean to just to be a good human being? Like, I don't really identify with the fact of being a good man other than, you know, the, the absolute beautiful wisdom imparted from me from my mum and dad. And that is just to be a really good person to your partner. Mm. You know, and I, I'm, I'm under the... Like, I... I was taught to like never let a girl walk on the side of the road, like the side of the cars. If I'm walking down a footpath, Mm. I'll always switch myself and walk down (laughs) the side of the cars. Open a door for a lady, you know, be polite, try not to swear. Like things like that, I, I, I don't, I like. I think it's common courtesy and I like to make women feel like they're special and doted upon. Not because they're lesser, just because I think it's nice. Mm. You know what I mean? It's been the way, the way that I've been brought up. I'd like to open a door for a lady and let her in. I'd like to give up my seat for a woman. I'd like to... And it's nothing... It's just so, so completely not to do with me thinking they're lesser of a species. It's just... I like to... You know, it's, I think it's nice to be a gentleman. I think to be a man is to be a gentleman to be honest mm-hmm. and that is to be able to be caring and 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 giving and strong and you know all of these obvious things but to me it's not chopping down a tree and protecting a woman from a burning blaze mm. which i would like to think that i would do given the circumstance mm-hmm. you know what i mean if i had to mm. protect my girl from a anyone i would mm. anyone but to be to for man you know manhood in manhood sense it's, it's to me it's to be a gentleman it's to be a good person mm. you know 
And how do you negotiate the areas where your boy self, like, I'm just trying to think for myself, you know, the times when the insecure version of us pops its head up. I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you navigate that territory? Like, would you have a process where, where you process those things or let go of them or? Um, it's not really a cognitive sort of ongoing battle, mm. you know, with my, with my boyhood as opposed to my manhood, you know, like I, 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 I don't really have any moment in my life where I was like, I had to become a man mm-hmm. in that moment. You know what I mean? I was going through something and I think, well, in saying that, I think that, you know, there was, there was like pointative moments in my life where like there was one where I was 15 and I had like a really severe operation. Like I had fluid in my spine and all this stuff. I went blind. I was yeah it was really gnarly like the doctors told my parents that they don't think i'm gonna wake up but if i did i'd have um you know problems with my my brain and all that sort of stuff so fucking hell yeah so that was gnarly so that was like at 15 16 so that was like a very sort of prevalent time in my life to be processing things and it really shook me and like obviously really affected me and that sort of was the beginning of my anxiety, you know, like I've suffered from anxiety for a long time. Um, But that definitely made me grow up in the sense of, I really had to learn my mind. Like I had to learn my brain and what set it off and what was good for me and what was bad for me. And, you know, I, and I'm always learning always, you know, like in regards to your question, like I don't think there's ever been a, a moment where I've like had to battle with the, the being a boy and being a man. Like it's just this constant growth, mm. constant. Mm. You know, I mean, I've even, I broke up with my ex-girlfriend six months ago and I'm still in love with her. I'm still heartbroken about it, of course. And I'm still learning things that I did then that, I, I think about like, oh, that was so childish. You were mm. such a a boy, you know? And there was, it's so funny because there's so many times where I've, I even emailed her recently and a lot of the phrasing that I used, I, I think I finished the email with saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to be the man that I should have been. Like that is to me what is being a man. It's, it's taking responsibility. It's stepping up, stepping up to the plate good, bad, whatever it is, just be there, being a man, mm. you know, and I, I, that's how I finished the email, like that I want to be the man that I always promised I was going to be, that I tried to be, whatever it is. But, you know, I always find it so interesting when people, um, they end a relationship, you know, or years down the track, they kind of, um, they're like, oh, what was I thinking? You know, it's like you gave that person so much love and you had so much beauty with that person like i never want to not love my ex-girlfriend ever Mm. i never want to not love my first girlfriend Mm. i always will because because you did because i did (laughs) and we had so much amazing things together so it's it's bizarre to me to like crave that that feeling it's like i just i don't even want to feel them anymore yes it's it's obviously a self-preservation thing yes and it's 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 fucking hard to do. It's really it's 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 
the worst. The fact, you know, the, the, the feeling of knowing that you hurt someone that you love the most and that person that you promised to not hurt, the feeling that you did hurt them, is, it's, I don't, I can't remember feeling anything worse. You know, watching them cry and mm. just be broken because of you essentially is, it's the, like the worst feeling I've ever felt in my life. But as you said, it's, it's, it's so important to not deflect and to just sit in it and yeah. just to be like, well, this is it. This is what we're feeling. Yes. You know, this is it. We've just got to go through this. You know, you have to because otherwise it prolongs the suffering, you know, it prolongs that pain. You just have to be real, Mm. you know. It's hard to, it's it's so good when you do it and you stick in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Don't exit, just keep remaining soft. Yes. And it's that softness that allows you you and the other person to move through the because mm-hmm. in those moments it's the most i find those vulnerability moments even when you fucked up or whatever the, having someone say how you made them feel if you hurt them is the most loving caring thing they can do for you and there's something yeah. i find so humbling about that mm-hmm. oh my god you you're staying here and not just walking out and telling me how i affected you that's mm-hmm. the most fucking care and beautiful thing you can ever do to me yeah because you care enough about me to sit in your pain and because yeah that's goddamn painful yeah for them you know exactly to to tell someone how much they hurt you you know how much they broke you that's it's it's heartbreaking you know so for them to sit in that and tell you it's it's incredible and powerful and strong for them too Mm. you know so and that bond you share in that moment is so rich yes and gorgeous <laughs> yes absolutely and that's why it's like I, I i could never not feel love for them after that because i'd always just go back to that moment and be like that was like the most broken i've ever been in my life yeah. you know like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i obviously felt feel the world yeah you know for these yeah. people it's interesting that, that when we're broken that's when we feel that beauty yes yeah always well i think it's 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 the human condition you have to go to like you know everyone always says you know you got to hit rock bottom before you you know alcoholics drug addicts whatever it is depression anxiety oftentimes it's when you hit rock bottom is when you start to crawl back up and that's a an extreme human emotion it's an extreme place to be rock bottom is the most extreme that you can be. And I think breaking up with, you know, the love of your life at that time is probably the most extreme you could be in mm. terms of heartache. You know, it, it, I think that's, it is. So obviously you're feeling everything. Everything comes out. Mm. You know, it's the most like, I remember feeling like, like I'd taken drugs. Like I remember I was so aware of everything and I could see everything. And I was just like, fuck, what is happening? And I was like dizzy and weird. And I could see her like I'd never seen her. It's it shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. 
what, is, what is it in women that you're attracted to the most? Like we were talking about womanhood mm-hmm. and there's something about that I'm realizing about womanhood at the moment of, of what a woman is. And in the same way, boys can act like boys and men can act like men in terms of adult being adult, I guess, and taking accountability and responsibility for yourself and owning your actions and all these kind of things. It's the same goes for women, like women that take, in, take responsibility for their actions, are honest, are straight, you know, that um, sit in their strength as a feminine power. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what are some of those things that you... Um, well, I think m- most men, and me especially, you know, I look to the women that were the ones that brought me up and the ones that were inspiring to me, and that was my mum and my sister, as I said. My mum obviously brought me up more recently in the last sort of, you know, six, seven years. My sister, when she's coming to, when she's coming to adulthood... Um, but it's the qualities in my mum that I often find that I look for in a woman. And, that it's, and it's, it's tough to find because my mum, I find, is to be one of a kind. <laughs> or oh, one of two when you consider my sister because they're literally the same person. <laughs> but it's just that absolute care and mm. nurturing. And I don't expect to find a woman that's ready to lay down and give herself completely to everyone else and not take anything for her. But there was just a, such a sense of power with my mum. She was just, you know, my mum, uh, my mum's from Boston originally and or Connecticut originally and met my dad, fell in love. They ended up moving to Australia, had my sister and then both my mum's mum died and then five months later my mum's dad died. So that was like so traumatic for my mum and they ended up living in Australia. They chose Australia to live. So mum's always dealt with this absolute heartache of, you know, not being home and not being with her family. She's got three brothers and a sister over here. So mum's always had to be so strong. And I've always just, obviously when I was younger, I didn't really know what was going on. But as I grow, I realized just how incredible she is as a woman to set aside her own heartbreak and heartache and raise three kids and you know, love her husband unconditionally and just be an amazing woman. So in terms of what I look for in a woman, it's just, it's, I think it's just, it's love. It's just, it's just that love. Cause I'm unconditionally loving. I really am. I will see all of the love in someone until they give me a reason to not like them. And I expect the same in a girl and I expect whoever I'm with or whoever I end up with, I expect them to be my rock just as much as I'm theirs. Mm. You know what I mean? I need to be able to be bad. I need to be able to be shit. And and you've got to help me. You have Mm. to help me. Mm. You know, I need to be down in the dumps and depressed and anxious and be going through shit. And you've just got to suck it up and do it. But I will do that too. Mm. I will be that guy as well. You know what I mean? It's just that team. Team. I just want to be a team with someone. That's it. Mm. It's all it is. Yeah. You know, I just want to be a team. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Beautiful, man. Mm. Man, we're men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> mean. We are all. I flicked your camera. It's all right, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are. You know, we're strong men. <laughs> strong men. Yeah, I think it's. You look over, I'm like, oh my God. He's crying. We're crying. <laughs> we're men. No, I just, I like, I like the conversation around changing the idea of what a man is mm-hmm. and including all of our feminine side as well. Yes. And, and that not entailing being limited or stigmatized with yes. in any kind of way. Yes. And I think you, you're a really good living example of that. Like you, that's how you live. It's not just like Thank this you. thing that, you, so. that yeah. you talk about. No. And I, I love your enthusiasm for wanting to change the kind of narrative with all this and, and find burn away the, the bullshit and, and land on the authenticity for mm-hmm. people's sake. You know, for, if you see bullshit in someone for their sake, mm-hmm. you know, the, that they have a greater experience, a richer experience of of life, but also a truer connection of what they are. Yeah. And when you see bullshit in someone, or play, you know, like bravado or any of this stuff, if it, it doesn't feel nice on your own anatomy, because you're like, what, what, you, what you? Yeah, doing? yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, mate? Yeah. yeah. Just be real. Yeah. Kiss yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well this has been beautiful yeah I'm glad we could finish it back off with a, a, ma- a man kiss <laughs> we came we came full circle yeah we started at yeah men and women we're not afraid out, to kiss and now we're back we'll kiss we might have to kiss that could be the, that could be the cover photo of this one yeah <laughs> thanks so much for your no, time man and all your you. sharing thank you and it's been you a great <laughs> oh man love you